Well, welcome everybody to Everyday Evangelism, a podcast of Grace Covenant Church. I'm your host, Andrew Woods, and today we are joined by none other than the big dog, the lead pastor of Grace Covenant Church, and my fellow elder and brother in Christ, Joel Kinberg. Joel, thanks for being with us today. Uh, it's good to be with you. Sweet. Well, hey, as um, as we do, or have only done one other time in everyday evangelism, is uh, we're just trying to get together and talk to people and be encouraged about doing evangelism together. So bringing Joel in, um, we just we just want to ask him the same questions we're going to ask everybody else. So, Joel, what is evangelism, and why is it so important for us as Christians, not just pastors, but but everybody, all Christians? That's a great question. I think it's a good one for us to, even if you have uh, heard the answer to this question a hundred times as Christians, I think it's really good for us personally to work through uh, what is evangelism, why we do it, um, what does it look like on the ground for uh, believers, brothers and sisters to go out and um, say something. And so when I think about biblical evangelism, We have been invited in by God's grace to be part of the household of God. And so we recognize that something had to happen in order for sinners like us, for me, who was once far off to be brought near to Christ. And that is through the proclamation of the good news. Someone, somewhere, in some way, proclaimed the message of salvation for a rebel like me to have my sins forgiven and to experience eternal life. And that is only found through Christ and Christ alone. So I think that's a good starting point. Um, When we look at scripture, we go uh, a lot of times to the Apostle Paul because it's saturated in the New Testament, uh, him proclaiming this good news. And so he tells us, uh, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Uh, When we think about what is the gospel, what is the message of salvation that we're proclaiming, he begins chapter 15 by saying, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And so I would say evangelism is proclaiming that message. Wherever we find ourselves by God's providence, we are invited in to be heralders, proclaimers of this message. So that's the message of evangelism, right? That's that's the purpose. That's why we're here. We're supposed to to share the gospel with other people. But we know what the what is. But why is it important? Why is that a big deal? Yeah. Um, so my first answer may have been a little too long. So I apologize for that. But uh, I would I would just say that uh, as plainly and as clearly as as we can hear this. It is the means by which God accomplishes his purpose. Mm. Like he has, he has chosen, and some of us scratch our heads, myself included, like why he would choose 
to use broken vessels like us, but this is the way in which, according to Scripture, Romans chapter 10, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so he has, in his sovereign will and purpose, uh, decided to use us as the ones who go out, instruments in his hands, you could say, to proclaim the gospel. So, Joel, now you, you know Greek, you've, you've studied Greek. Uh, does the Greek in there say that only pastors are supposed to go and to share that? Or is that everybody? Man, that was a, a nice softball. You like that? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that we're all called, <laughs> I think we're all called to go out. Uh, that's the beautiful part about being a child of God. Uh, we're not, uh, there's not distinguishing um, marks when we're out in the world uh, that would set one Christian apart from another. Now, within the local church, there are offices which God has created, the office of elder and deacons. But as far as uh, proclaiming the good news, we are uh, all invited in, every one of us, to share and to, and to proclaim. Amen. Okay, so how would you encourage someone uh, who's out there right now who might be feeling timid towards evangelism? Uh, maybe even maybe even having that fear that me and Joshua talked about in the first episode. How would you encourage someone to go out and share the gospel? Well, just you need to hear this. We are all in that same position, hmm. regardless of whether you're in ministry or not, uh, man or woman old or young, we're all uh, entering into the, the mission field with uh, fear and trembling. Um, I, even thinking about answering this question, started to get a little nervous. Uh, <laughs> it's just the reality of uh, living in the, in the flesh and depending upon the Spirit. But what has been really helpful, and I'm so thankful uh, for this season, I would say, of 2019 at Grace Covenant Church, uh, to have Ralph Hall, who's now in Gunnison, mm. Colorado, yes, um, spend the summer with us, just digging into uh, biblical evangelism and, and being reminded of really what we have been invited into by God's grace to be part of uh, expanding his kingdom by personal evangelism. Uh, that, I think, has done a lot in my own life and the body here at Grace Covenant, that study. And then this fall to have uh, Joshua Bishop come in as an intern, and Andrew and I go out on Tuesdays and have opportunities uh, to share the gospel. I say all this to point to this basic answer. Um, I would encourage anyone who is fearful uh, to not to not do it alone. Mm. So I think that's been huge for me uh, to be able to know that you're not alone. Not only do we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, in us, so we're never alone in that sense. But God's given us a community of believers, and when you look at the New Testament, the disciples going out, the Apostle Paul on mission, he wasn't alone. And so I think that's huge uh, because it's going to be scary. It is scary, um, and to have your brothers or sisters alongside makes a, a huge difference. Well, that's awesome. Being in the community that God has given us to go out and share the gospel that he's commanded us to do. Uh, quick plug, if you go to our website, you can see, uh, or, or listen rather, uh, to Ralph's 
whole sermon series on biblical evangelism. You can also see a link to their website. So if you happen to be listening to this in the Colorado area, uh, Sojourn Church is where uh, Ralph and his bride, Maureen, uh, have been sent out to 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 shepherd that flock. And so we would just point you to our website where you can actually see a link of them and go to visit their website. So uh, there's my quick plug for our our brother and sister in Christ. Um, So you kind of answered this question already. So I'm going to go ahead and skip about kind of your own experience of feeling that fear uh, of of sharing the gospel. But uh, a part of this that I think is important is for um, people to just hear stories of everyday evangelism, stories of of just normal people going out and sharing the gospel. And so so last week or two weeks ago or however long ago it was, uh, Joshua uh, you know, gave us an example from his own life about sharing the gospel. And I was just wondering, would you mind doing the same thing for our hearers? Sure. Yeah, so this was um, the most recent as I was kind of thinking through what has happened, what has transpired, what counts for this conversation of sharing the gospel. And I, I want to share an example of someone who's not uh, within our church or a family member, although there have been opportunities uh, recently. So just a couple of weeks weeks ago, um, I was outside playing with my kiddos in the backyard, and one of our neighbors, uh, actually the son of our neighbor, who lives with them but is an adult, uh, came over, and I just want to plug, um, thinking about the scenario that I found myself in, the benefits. We have to look at all the way that God has uh, blessed us, given us opportunities, maybe in our workplace, or uh, for me, like when we go out with our kids, it just invites opportunities to interact with people where if I was by myself, uh, you may not have those same opportunities. So just a little plug to look and see I mean, God has given us so many different opportunities just with our lifestyle and rhythms of life to interact with people. So playing with my kiddos uh, kind of um, removes a barrier, I think. People feel comfortable engaging. And so anyways, long story short, he he, uh, first waved from over the fence and then we invited him in to come over and talk. And uh, I say we, I did while my kids are playing. And just a little bit of context with Chris, he, um, he, like I said, is an adult, but lives with, uh, his, his parents. And part of that, I don't know all of his story, but I think he has some, some mental challenges, uh, in specifically in remembering things he's, he forgets a lot. And so we've had conversations in the past, getting to know him and him getting to know us, but it's almost like starting over each time. Uh, but this particular uh, conversation led to very pointed questions. Uh, me asking him, does he understand who the Lord Jesus is? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was unique about this experience, dealing with someone who uh, kind of uh, would default to their disabilities being the reason why they may not uh, fully understand something, uh, he would quickly say, well, I think I remember, or I think I know that, but I just can't remember right now. And that actually was a, a, a stepping stone for me to just rehearse the gospel again. Mm. And so he said, I, I know about Jesus, but I just forget a lot of times because of my, my situation or, you know, whatever he's, he's dealing with. Um, but that, I just said that that's okay because it, it actually gave me uh, just a, a wide open door 
to clearly explain who this Jesus is. And so um, even after explaining it, there was a lot of head nodding like he understood. But just to make sure I wasn't assuming, because we live in a kind of a church uh, saturated area, uh, very nominal Christianity here. And so uh, I think a lot of times people can give you kind of the the initial uh, Christianese response that will maybe shut some of us down. Uh, but this was kind of a wide open door because he he said, you know, I think I remember, but but I I, I may have forgotten. So I just said, well, let me have this give me this opportunity to just remind you. And so just a very simple uh, presentation of. Uh, God become flesh and dwelt among us for a very specific reason, on mission to to save sinners from their sin. And so, uh, while I don't know what the Lord will will do with that conversation, uh, it did give me an opportunity to share the gospel. So very grateful for that. Man, that's awesome because I feel like there are so many situations in our life where um, we might see that door wide open. So we, if we understand what the gospel is and we understand that we're supposed to share the gospel with people, uh, I, I think probably many people can resonate with the fact that you might be talking to somebody and you literally go, oh man, this is one of those opportunities. The Lord just opened this door to me. Um, so let me just prod a little bit into that situation. Praise God that you were able to share the gospel with him. And that, that was really cool. Uh, did your nerves flare up when like you were about to share it? Where did you, could you feel kind of, um, I don't know, some nervousness right before you shared the gospel? I most definitely did. And also just the choppiness of our conversations in the past and some of the challenges that his, that his, um, um, mental difficulties present, uh, what reminded me, I'm glad you asked that question because even thinking about um, how, how to encourage those who are maybe scared or timid about going out. As I was talking with Chris, seeing how this conversation was leading towards more of a gospel focus, um, while I was talking with him, I, I have been trying to practice what I preach just recently and specifically recognizing my dependence upon the Lord and so actually praying that God would help me say this in such a way that he would even understand it. So I, I know that's a little muddy, but the, the point is this, dependence upon the Lord in all things. And so actually praying, not out loud while I'm talking to Chris, but uh, silently, just short prayers like, Holy Spirit, please help me now say the right thing that he would be able to receive or, or understand even. Um, and so that, that stopping to pray... Um, is is where we need to be, but a lot of times we forget and kind of enter in kind of in our own strength or thinking we have the right words to say when. And uh, so, yes, the fear or um, trepidation actually leads, uh, it should, or hopefully, and it did in this case, lead to, to praying and asking for help, just knowing the challenges of communication in this particular situation. That is awesome. No, thank you for that that practical application to help us when we are feeling those nerves, when we have um, what what we talked about in the last podcast, sometimes this fear of man, of thinking, oh man, what are they going to say? Are they going to accept this? Is this just going to go 
off the rails into some, you know, horrible conversation, uh, but that we could, in that moment, when we start to feel that fear, that we would show our dependency upon the Lord and going to the one who hears us, Amen. who hears our prayers and will help us through that situation. Now, that even means when conversations do go off the rails, right? Because because we see in scripture that not all people are going to say, oh, thank you and amen. And let me repent of my sins and put my faith in Christ right this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, we see that in the, in the parable of the seeds and, and other things, you know, where we would, um, we could be discouraged in that moment. But the fact is, Joel, as, as you and I know, we're not the ones that, that convince this person to follow Christ. That is a is a purpose of God, and that is something that He does on His own in His time, uh, using us, mm. right, as His His heralds, as you said. Yeah, that reminds me actually of Second uh, Corinthians chapter four. So Paul entering into the gospel ministry of proclaiming the good news, um, he tells us this: Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And just in that passage, Paul understands what's going on with a hardened heart when he's proclaiming the good news. He's not going to change the message. He's not going to try to use cunning ways to get them to somehow see what they couldn't previously see. It's just dependence upon God, knowing that through his sovereign will, it's through the proclaimed word and the uh, work of the Holy Spirit that anybody would respond in a way that would uh, receive the good news as good news. It's a work of God. And so with confidence, we can go in saying, we just need to be faithful to a clear presentation of the gospel and let God do the work that only he can do. Man, I think that is an awesome place to wrap up uh, today, that we can be encouraged with the reality of when that fear becomes, uh, starts to build up in us, that we would be dependent upon the Lord, that we would be faithful to our calling, and that we would pray to the one true God for help in the situation and to give us the words uh, to say. Also, that we wouldn't uh, feel like we need to be some sort of, um, you know, use some sort of trickery or, or whatever it may be to trick somebody into believing in Christ, we can just rest assured that if we're faithful to what we are to proclaim in the gospel, that the Lord will bring those who are his to himself. Amen. Um, so thank you guys for being with us today. Joel, thanks for, for uh, spending some time with us and pointing us back to the word and just showing us um, some, some good practical tips about how to encourage us in evangelism. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, too. It's good to be with you.